and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and sometimes recommendations for whatever we read this week. Amy, what did we read this week? We read Witch, Please by Anne Aguirre or Agaya. I don't know know how how to spell it. A-G-I-R-R-E. Oh, I, well, there you go. Yes, that's true. That's we what did. we read. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I got all I caught up. I spent more of my time not thinking about how to pronounce her name. Yeah. yeah. So Kimberly's going to do, we've talked about this beforehand, Kimberly's going to do the spoiler-free recap. I am going to do the spoiler-free recap. And I'm going to say this is a contemporary romance. Set. In a small town called St. Clair, somewhere in the American Midwest. Yes. In an invented, maybe an invented town, maybe not. I didn't Google it. Key thing is, small town. Small town. So this was a recommendation by Tara, our best friend in Canada. Who wants to know what we think. We've developed such a nice relationship with Tara now that I think she's like, I don't even know if this is... I don't even know what's wrong with this. I'm just going to get Kim and Amy to read it. But it might so not be we, wrong. Hang on. That's a spoiler. It could be awesome. Could be that's awesome. right. Yeah. But my point is you don't have to recommend us stuff because it's the greatest thing you've ever read. You can just be like, I don't know I how I... Opinion. Yes, that's right. I don't even know how I feel about <laughs> I'm this. I'm going to throw this to my critical friends. Exactly. So I feel like we've become critical friends, which is very fun. But, right, spoiler-free recap. We have... Danica Waterhouse. There you go. I erase names the second I finish them. You have them. this, like, I forgot the name facial expression. I do. So I knew you were yeah, trying to thank say the you. name. Yep. So Danica is a witch. And so don't be put off if you feel like you're not into paranormal romance. It's not really a paranormal romance. She just happens to be a witch. And in this in this world, in the lore of this world that's created, that just means that you have a specialty, a knack, a... a um, a special power, but it's got a specific application. So you are, um, she and her cousin are technomancers, which means that she is able to just stand next to a thing, a mechanical thing, and know what's wrong with it, and just through her witchy telepathy powers can fix it. Yeah, so and she can also open locks by just putting a hand against it. Yeah, she can make any kind of mechanical or technological thing do what she wants it to do, yeah. which I always feel like must be a relatively recent addition to the canon of witch powers unless people were like, I know what's wrong with your wagon. Like, do you know what I mean? Your steam train. It's a post-industrial. It's got to be post-industrial edition. That must witchy, have been, yeah. The witchy how, like, guidebook. How like yeah. people have got taller over the years with better nutrition. Perhaps this is like an evolution for the witch. But anyway, that's what she and her cousin do, and they've turned it into a small business. Called Fix it, witches. Fix it, witches. That's the name of the series, in case you're wondering. Oh, really? This there is you book go. one in the Fix It Witches. Yes. Okay. And they fix people's small appliances yep. and large appliances. So that's kind of it. The hero of our story is called Titus, which I'm not going to lie, I struggled with. I don't think Titus is a silly name for a hero in a romance character because I kept going to Titus Andronicus. Yes, I know. His surname is Winnicott, but I was oh, also thinking of Titus Andronicus. I just struggled. I'm going to assume that the that less people will think Titus Andronicus and the buckets of blood and more people will probably go with the name. 
Probs. That's totally true. No, I no, I totally say that that's a personal, that was a it's personal a Kim and Amy issue association of names. Yeah. Uh, and when I wasn't in that way, I was thinking about the Titus character from the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. Oh, yes. And he's, that's a very different character again. <laughs> Neither of those Tituses are like this Titus. So I, yeah. This they is were, a completely different Titus. Yeah. Anyway, she, she calls him. He's, he he he's owns a, a baker. baker and, he's a baker, yeah. and he's extraordinary. And she yes. has nicknamed him the Cinnamon. Yes, the Cinnamon. And so that's gone everywhere. And apparently, he's like drop dead, absolutely jaw droppingly gorgeous. Like page three. Yeah, <gasps> and his improbable hotness is how she thinks about it all the time. Yes, and so you know, people line up around the block, and his bakery is called Sugar Daddy. His sister's idea. Mm-hmm. And um, so lots of – he doesn't like to deal with customers because he doesn't – you know, he feels awkward and those kind of things, yeah. but they're all lining up around the block just to get, like, a glimpse of the cinnamon. Pretty much that's it. That's the premise. They meet through a meet cute. He's got a broken appliance. She's the She's person the to person fix it. Fix it. Shockingly, this is the first time his business has ever come across a broken appliance that they want someone to fix. And in this tiny town, two blocks away from each other, where she frequents his bakery, first time they've ever laid eyes on each other. Seemed unlikely, but that was fine. And it's a love at first sight kind of thing for him, not for her. But he walks away from the meat cute and says, I'm going to marry her. Yeah, his his sister is like, no, his sister says to him because they run the bakery together. The sister says to him, what did you, how did it go with that place? Did you go and check if they could fix our oven? And he's like, yeah, they're going to come around and have a look at it. But I did meet the woman I'm going to marry. And she's like, oh, Titus, you again. Because he is quite like he wants love. He really desperate. He's desperate to fall in love. That's what he wants. And to meet the person he's going to be with forever. He's a lonely soul. And he thinks he's, he feels like he's cursed. He talks about that all the time, that there must be something wrong with him because he's never had a successful relationship and is 32 or something like early 30s and still a virgin. And he feels that that's somehow a reflection because it's not for a kind of a want of trying. He just has never been able to get people to stick around long enough. And they always give these really weird and obscure reasons for leaving him. And so he's like kind of feels very unlucky in love. Danica's backstory. Danica's backstory is she comes from a, like, so witches are, like, it's hereditary, so they come from kind of these lineages of witches. And her, both her mum and her cousin's mum, so obviously they're sisters, the the mums are sisters, they both fell in love with non- which people that they call mundanes. Yes. The we would all know them as muggles. I, in, immediately I was like, they're muggles. And I'm like, no, no, they're <laughs> mundanes. And their grandmother pretty much raised the girls because the grandmother's skill, witchy skill, is similar to their witchy skill. That's what you do. So you get kind of outsourced and mentored by someone in the family who has a similar kind of bent as your whatever your witch skill tends to be. So they spent a ton of time with grandma growing up and she is a straight up racist. She's sort of like the Malfoys in Harry Potter, believes in 100% in pure blood and thinks Danica needs to be with a pure blood wizard witch, witch, Eh, magical person, Um, non-mundane. Yeah, so they, she's like, you must go with someone who is a witch like you because if you 
if you fall in love with and marry and spend your life with a mundane, you lose your magical powers. It's a curse on the women in our family. You lose your powers. And so they both kind of think pretty little of their mums that they, you know, gave up their witchy powers. And, you know, that's kind of, it's really sad that they're now so small and pathetic and blah, blah, blah. So when she starts having feelings for Titus, she's recently broken up with a boyfriend who was a witch but was a bit of a jerk. And he's now off getting, he's engaged to be married. And she meets Titus and is kind of attracted to him and decides that he might be fun for a fling to get over her previous boyfriend, but that obviously he, she can only have a fling with him because he's a mundane. And that's kind of that is it. kind of it so there's it's like, a coven oh, they belong to a is, coven is titus cursed what's going on yeah there? no one else knows about witches so it has to be kept secret so, so she the coven she is has a book to, club yeah and she has to keep so when when she's like fixing things she has to pretend you know like oh can you go find me the user's manual to get him out of the room so that she can like kind of mind meld with the appliance that she's fixing but it's like a giant industrial oven it's like a big oven in his bakery and then she's like go and find me the user manual and he's back five minutes later and she's like fixed it she didn't take any of it apart like what did he think she did turn it off and on again and he's i just, just like, plugged it into the wall oh, they're like so magical they're so they magical and how they fix things if that like honestly i have no idea how they're not getting caught out really frequently because she did not make that look at all like she had fixed something it was yeah anyway but he doesn't ask questions he doesn't ask a lot of questions because he's just really happy to be here just really happy that someone is taking an interest in me so i'm not going to ask too many questions about anything that's kind of Titus's bag. And oh, he has a, a estranged relationship with his dad because when his mum passed away from illness, dad remarried very quickly. Yes. And now has like a family and, and a whole All other of life. this was like delivered within the first 10 pages. Yeah. I was just like, is any of this spoiler? And I'm like, no, this all happens really quickly. Like, That's kind of it. So she and her cousin had made a promise to each other to date no one, to not fall in love at Out all. Out of solidarity. Out of solidarity. And so her cousin gets kind of cranky about the whole cinnamon situation. And then there's also a witch hunter comes to town, but that's not not like I wouldn't don't get to create like that's not a distraction plot line because it's, it's not actually a, a setup no <laughs> it's actually a setup for book two because that's what that the bounty hunter witch hunter guy is in he's the love interest in book two yeah mm. so but that happens but it's not actually don't worry about that Ba-ba-da-ba! uh Amy because I did the spoiler free recap which actually was probably one of my most concise of late what did you think of Witch, Please? I had a lot of trouble persisting with this book. Fair. And I will admit that uh, I gave it a red-hot go, like deeply engage, and then there was a point where I was just like, oh, and I started just sort of really rapidly sort of speed reading it. Mm. The reason for that was I don't think it's well written. It's written in a very almost juvenile way. And I found it like they make jokes, and it just by page eight, I was just sort of gripped with this massive sense of lameness. Yeah, I remember. So okay, I took I actually took a screenshot 
of part of of the book because or yeah, I like I took this, a photograph. I did this a couple too. Yeah, so I took a I photograph could. because I was like, this is exactly. I'm not going to remember by the time we sit and talk about it. But this is my problem with this book because it was like. The cat. So there's this cat that follows. You suppose you can have a familiar as a witch, but yeah, she's allergic to cats. This is like the cat from Two Doors Down. Yep. So yeah. this cat from Two Doors Down has like adopted Danica, and she is out having like a kind of lunch date on a park bench with Titus, and the cat comes up, and she's like, "Oh my goodness, dude, you're gonna have to go home." Like picks up the cat to like call its owner, and such and such as Goliath has got out and is following me again, and. Oh, God, dude, like, why, Goliath? He's my stalker, blah, blah, blah. And inside Titus's inner monologue, we get like, oh, she talks to that cat like it's a person. Swoon, I'm actually melting. It was like that kind of thing. Like, all I could, he goes on a lot about the fact that she talks to a cat like it's a person. And all I could think was, Everybody talks to cats like they're people. Like this is the we thing talk to he our was, pets like they're people. Everybody talks to babies and like it's just a really common thing that people do. And so many of the moments throughout the book where they where he was like, Oh, she is she is so special because she's doing XYZ. A so commonplace, just like she's being a human being, acting like a person in the world. Not that she's being particularly nice or particularly funny, but he made it out like she was hilarious. Yes. Yeah. And the way all of that sort of interaction initially, like in their meet cute, uh. I it just felt really, uh, it just felt very contrived and I didn't enjoy it. Like some of the things that I screenshotted was like, would you care to tell me your name? He says he suspected it was too soon to declare that he'd decide to marry her and was already christening their babies in his brain. Two at least, no more than five. He had to act fast before his curse kicked in. That's like page three. <laughs> but, okay. And I was, but mentally in my mind, throughout Witch Please, I was doing so many eye rolls, mm. which meant that because it is quite, it has really... It's not quite the right word, but the only word that really comes to mind is explicit sex scenes. Yeah. And, like, sort of erotica-level sex scenes. Particularly there's a lot of sex talk. There's there's so much sex talk. Sex banter. Too much banter. You know how we feel about the banter. I was just like, oh, skip, skip, because... Everything was lame. I didn't care about anyone because yeah. I didn't believe in them. And I didn't believe the, in them. They I all didn't. seemed really contrived and fake. And there were some things that were written, and maybe it's just because, I don't know, I'm maybe I'm just too old now, but, like, there's a bit where she's talking about, her. like, she gets home, she and her cousin bought their grandma's house, and their grandma's just hanging out on the balcony. To say one sentence, the reason she's hanging out on the balcony is she wants to tell Danica one thing. Uh-huh which is that she signed her up for this dating app. But Danica's f- sort of thought that she introduces her grandma to us with is grandma's age goals. Oh, that's right. And I, what? I don't know what that means. Are we meant to know what that means? It that means doesn't that even sound is, like real language. It means that she is who you want to, when you have aged, she's what you want to be. So when someone just says, say that. So when someone says, oh, my gosh, such and such is mum is mum goals. That means that that is the mum I want to be. Okay, that's She's fine. Work goals. In four years' time, absolutely dated. <laughs> so dated. Like I know. It, it's put a particular time a point conti- on it. Yeah, and then right. it said like the next sentence was Graham was a snowbird. Also, 
I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't live in a part of the world that has snow. What's a snowbird? So <laughs> there were all these bits where I sort of felt like it did it was, seem it like was it was trying very hard to be hip. It was someone's sixty-year-old mum yeah. who just got on TikTok and then yeah. was talking to her like her teenage daughter's friends, and the friends were just like, going, "Oh my god, Kim, your mum's so embarrassing." Yeah, <laughs> can your mum just talk normal? Yeah, that's how I felt reading this book, and it was. Because of that, it, it was, was really, trying very hard to be yeah, very hip. I also yeah. think it was unsatisfying. Yeah, fair enough. And it's hard for me to go into that too much with There's spoilers. There's massive spoilers yeah. around that. Yeah. So I'm going to throw to you now. I would not recommend Witch, Pre- Witch Please unless you also want to experience what I just described. Go, <laughs> your thoughts. I did not like it. So I... You gave it to me and said, have fun with that. I did. And I was like, I have so many problems with this book. I didn't like Titus. He was insipid. And when he wasn't being insipid and really sycophantic, like the version of her he's falling in love with doesn't exist, first of all, because he is really building her up to be all of these things in his head because when she's actually he, just acting quite normal. The first thing he sees her is like, I'm going to marry her. So then he like I does know. this weird sort of imaginary pedestal-y yes. Which I don't enjoy, which is the problem that I have with love at first sight stories. Yeah, now, yeah. that is a personal preference. People are very into love at first sight. But I don't particularly like fated love stories, the idea be. that you're fated to be with someone because I prefer the idea that you are working at something and choosing to love someone and choosing to be together. And because love is hard and relationships are hard, particularly contemporary re- contemporary novels, like contemporary romance, because it is hard and relationships are about so much compromise and communication and work. They're work. That's the way it is. And I think oh, that's... They communicated a lot in this. Oh, my goodness. They really did. I don't like fated stories is the moral of that. That's the end of that rant. So he already annoyed me by, on page three, having just seen her and spoken to her for three seconds, deciding that she's the one for him. And then pretty much proceeding to just talk himself into it and, like, like self-manifest that truth, right? So I was like, oh, okay, fair enough, you're annoying. And I didn't like her either, to be honest. That was tough as well. I think she was quite a bit racist when it came to the whole Graham situation. That, How the Graham racism the situation... thing was just hard to negotiate. It was reader. hard to negotiate and I felt really unsatisfied with the way that gets resolved. So obviously that's trying to create this tension that she has to choose between her witch powers and the life she's living with her cousin. So because her witch powers aren't just part of her identity and her upbringing, they're a part of her like livelihood. They're how she makes her money with her cousin, right? Mm. So it was this choice between that or her true love with Titus. And the way that gets resolved I thought was unsatisfactory because you – don't deal with the racism. You just make it go away. And that's as, that's as much as I can say without being a total spoiler, but that I feel like is close enough, like you could work out what I'm getting at. But, yeah, mm. they just they just make it disappear rather than kind of dealing with that as an issue and Graham's kind of racism as an issue. And I felt that with a lot of the things in this book. A yeah. lot of what was brought up felt very surface level and very much about marketing, which is what brings me back to that sense of hipness that you were talking about in the language. I felt like that was in a lot of other parts of the book where things were included 
in a kind of offhanded way without um, being because they were hip R- rather than being in a way that was necessarily meaningful i also had some issues around so it, it kind of goes it works the book works very hard and because it's not very expertly written things are a bit clunky and a bit obvious when like it has a male protagonist in his early 30s who's a virgin so that's an unusual thing in a romance novel context. Mm. It's an unusual thing socially and can be quite taboo and can be either you damn that character, like there can be judgment attached to that. This book did a great job of there being no judgment mm. attached to that. But then it kind of wrecks it at the end with this other bit to do with that with his virgin status that I'm not going into. But That's that, a massive spoiler. It's a massive spoiler, but it infuriated me so deeply that I wanted to find the author and just slap her very hard in the face. So was very nice to Titus. No. And then there were other moments where, so like consent, there's, there's a lot of, you know, it tries to be very, I guess, modern in the way it deals with consent as well. And some of the sex scenes are very, like, ask for what you want, which is, again, something that is a modern sensibility, this idea that we're trying to take away the taboos around asking for what you want in a sexual way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, so I know it was what trying, you mean. So yeah. that's another thing where you're like, yes, that's a modern, that's something that's in the modern zeitgeist, in our, in our psyche that we are, like, yes, we are all very pro that. And this book kind of tries to implement some of those things, but it doesn't do it well and so it actually is massively hit and miss really with its ending makes me feel like the author did not understand any of the things she was trying to do like any of the kind of voices she was trying to give to people or any of the issues she was trying to deal with in a way that's like let's put stuff in books so it doesn't have to be taboo and let's put stuff in and I think that's great it's so great it's so great but, but if it's the not... ending then made me feel like actually you're do- you're not doing that because you understand why these issues are important and mm. what they actually are about the ending made me feel like you actually don't get this at all you're just doing it because it's hip you're doing it because you're seeing it on Instagram and you're like oh, yes like 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 but you actually don't understand any of what that's about yeah i just feel like this book didn't get it this book and it tried to get it and then didn't get it and it just really irritated me Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. It I feel like I, it, it's so yeah, hard it to talk about because I don't want to make because we don't do spoilers. So this is the kind of one where I actually went on to Goodreads afterwards, and yes. I was like, I was like, am I? Am I? Do I just not get it? Is this just not? Am I just being real grumpy? Am I just being angry at the fact that it's written so badly? Like, what? What am I? There were a lot of things in this book where I was like, oh, I don't think this is her story to tell either like it yeah but i found this awesome goodreads review that totally spoils it uh posted by alexis hall there you go so alexis hall her goodreads review is how i deeply feel about this novel everything she said i was like agree 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 agree. i love how she words it i love i just i was like yes i feel like she was inside my brain as i was reading this book so So if you're into spoilers if you're like girls this was an unsatisfying review because i feel like you couldn't properly review the book, then go and read Alexis Hall's review of this book on Goodreads. It is how I feel about this book. Yeah. So I guess that's a no. This it's is a, a trash. No. This is it was a trash for me. I am returning it to the library this afternoon. Mm. Also, the cover was stupid, but that's neither here nor there. I thought both thought they both looked 
a bit adorable on the cover, but it did make it look like it was a young adult version of Bewitched. It did. (laughs) And it's not. It's not. Except for the part where you're not supposed to tell your husband that you're a witch. Yes. But it's not a young adult book. No. Despite. Mm -mm. Well, maybe. I don't know. Who knows what kids are reading these days. I feel like like I feel like you're not woke at all, Amy. Not knowing what you're. You need some goals. You need some goals. Some some book goals. So I can like age goals. Some hip. Some hip goals. I don't know. Oh god. I don't care if I'm not hip. If that's what how I have to talk, I'm happy to be. Unhip. (laughs) Well, good luck. Okay, so have a crack and let us know. Trash, what you think. trash. We think trash, but mm. up to you, of course, as ever. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you got through. I think one of our messier reviews, but that's neither here nor there. And join us next week when we'll give you a much tidier review of something else. And until then, as ever, happy, happy reading. reading. And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.